0: Fight back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome
1: back. A new report from the Fraser Institute reveals that Toronto has the highest hydro rates across Canada, and that electricity prices in Ontario have increased twice as fast as the national average over the past decade. It says the average Toronto residential bill is sixty bucks a month uh, more than the national average and uh, the uh, bill in its entirety is about $201 and compare that to Montreal where the average is only $83 a month or Calgary where it is $109 a month. The study uh, blames the Ontario government's phasing out of coal and poorly structured long-term renewable energy generation contracts and of course earlier earlier this year the the liberals announced their plan to reduce rates it went into effect at the beginning of the month i'm wondering if anybody has seen that decrease yet If it's made any difference to you, because as we know, uh, we're getting this 25% reduction because they're deferring payment. And that's going to cost an extra more than $40 billion uh, that our children and grandchildren will be paying for. So we want to hear from you on the subject of hydro and your hydro bills. 416-360-0740, toll free one 866-744-740 866 744 740 and right now let's go to environmental consultant on energy policy and regulation Tom Adams. Hi Tom. Hi Libby, how are you doing? Fine, how are you? Just great. Go what do you make of this? Well, um, uh, th- this is a- another study
2: that has uh, confirmed that we've got the fastest rising uh, of power rates. The uh, uh, This study is based on uh, stats can data and-, and really seems to hold up. It's um, uh, uh, a follow-on to an- another study this 18 months ago uh, from another research institute, uh, Consumer Policy Institute, that had uh, largely the same findings. Uh, Ontario's power rates are just out of control.
1: Yep. And uh, again, do you agree with uh, their conclusion that uh, the problem is the Liberal government and the way they handled things?
2: Well, you know, um, Ontario's electricity problems are are really self-inflicted wounds. Uh, uh, we We could have been having much, much cheaper power um, um but we've made policy decisions along the way uh, that that have proven to be far more costly than promised uh, and, and in some cases just uh, like egregious costs completely <laughs> completely silly i mean w- w- one example that that really you know I, I think illustrates how how deep a hole ontario's dug for itself um uh it, it, when when power rates started rising over a decade ago, consumers across Ontario started to really get serious about conservation, and the numbers prove it. Uh, electricity demand in Ontario peaked in 2005, um, uh, but the so so consumers have been conserving. We really get the message. Meanwhile. Um, uh Ontario's developed such a huge surplus of electricity that we end up giving away vast amounts of power, mostly to utilities in Michigan and New York, because that's where we have the best transmission connections. So utilities there are benefiting, and utilities and their customers, from, from uh, a discounted uh, disposal of excess electricity out of Ontario. Meanwhile, the Ontario government is running... Programs that cost us hundreds of millions of dollars a year trying to encourage people to conserve. Well, hang on a second. We're conserving already. We've (laughs) got a surplus power. We don't need hundreds of millions of dollars of additional cost for bureaucracies and all kinds of communication budgets and whatnot, you know, programs and coupons and nonsense to tell people what they're already doing.
1: What about these contracts, these green energy contracts that, uh, that most experts I talk to seem to think are the culprit?
2: Well, there again, you know, um, here's a situation where Ontario's got surplus power, uh, uh, we give away power to the neighbours. Meanwhile, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, all of these rocket scientists at Queen's Park keep signing us up for more 20-year contracts for wind and solar projects that are producing power we can't use. Um, so they've, they're in the midst of, uh, of completing um, a, a, a very large uh, um, uh, renewable energy procurement program. It's called LRP-1, um, uh, the uh, um, uh, Large Renewable Procurement Program is bringing in wind and solar at, at ridiculously high prices, unaffordable power that we don't need. The government is pressing ahead to complete those, those projects. These are contracts we could be getting out of right now at a very modest cost.
1: Of course, are, as soon as those Are you sure about built. that? We, we have very little time left, Tom, but are you sure? That seems to be the sticking point. Not always cheap to get out of contracts, and, and the opposition says they just don't know what's in those contracts.
2: Yeah, I mean, the issue is once those power plants get built, it's much more costly to get out of the projects. Once, If you've got a power project that's not yet constructed, um, uh, it's far more affordable to sit down and find a, a, a meeting of the minds where uh, the, the contract holder and, the, and the, the rate payer can get some fair treatment.
1: Okay, uh, Tom, uh, we have to wrap things up there because we have to switch gears, but I'm sure we'll be talking about that soon. I also want to hear from listeners if you couldn't get on. Tomorrow's a free-for-all Friday. I suspect that the bill where you would see that reduction that took effect at the beginning of this month probably hasn't arrived yet, Uh, but if it has, we want to know about it. Tom Adams, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you, Libby. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.